This is the Forgotten Ways podcast, the show where we explore what it looks like to both love God and honor the earth. Join me, Brandon Scott Elrod, in fun interviews with friends who are clergy, philosophers, politicians, business owners, and regular folks like you and me, who are all learning and growing in both our faith and our environmental stewardship. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Forgotten Ways. Today we have Jerry Houston with us, who's going to share with us about a really special ministry he's got going on. We also got Matt. <laughs> I'll say it for you, don't Brandon. Look, don't look at it. My right. name's Matt Doan, and I get to be the co-host today. I'm very excited about it. Wow, this fell apart quickly. Sorry, wow. sorry. No, it's not the tone you're going for. You know the TV show yeah. Wipeout? Yeah. I was on Wipeout. This is the very first show they've ever had. You know, the girl goes, um, she goes, uh, so Jerry, you're the oldest uh, contestant. And I go, AARP, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, oh, I know what John Hitson says after I said that. So they're in the, the booth. So, you know, it comes after they see the tape probably. And he goes, he, when I said AARP, baby, and he, uh, he goes, worst shout out ever. <laughs> So I have a talk on what is the worst shout-out ever, uh, crucify him. Oh, that's so wow, funny. that's good. That's so good. It really, yeah. it's kind of a fun thing. So, yeah. uh, my honor to yeah. be here. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank you. It's, it's, it's my honor. I've been looking so, forward to this. So, so Matt's told me a little bit about, about your ministry, but before we get into that, I would love to hear about um, maybe some of your backstory, where you've come from, and maybe some of the larger formative events or times of life that have kind of led to this moment? Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, um, I didn't go to church. Uh, or my family didn't go to church until I found a skateboard mm-hmm. uh, opportunity with steel wheels that, you know, and uh, it happened to be Magnolia Baptist Church in Anaheim. And so I was on my paper out, fourth grade, <laughs> dark, you know, and uh, I saw this place. It was amazing. And I, go, I'll come back to that. So I'm skating, and a pastor comes down and goes, sorry, son, but uh, you can't skate here, um, but you can come to Sunday school. And I go, okay. Hmm. So I have an t- identical twin brother named Tom, Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. And so um, so uh, my parents are going, so we can drop off the twins at that church and go have brunch? Okay. <laughs> 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 and it's through them that I found Christ and... Um, Totally changed my life, of mm-hmm. course, even as a fourth grader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my heroes changed mm-hmm. from Wilt Chamberlain to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the Fisher brothers that were mm-hmm. amazing. So, um, and then uh, always felt followed Christ, always just never didn't. And uh, uh, went in the Air Force because I got drafted for Vietnam. Okay. <coughs> but they sent me two weeks before I'm supposed to leave for Vietnam. Um, they sent me to Europe instead. So I played baseball for the Air Force um, in Europe. Hmm. That was my job. So, you needed a second baseman? <laughs> second baseman, that's right. So, you know, you slept safer when while I was serving my country. <laughs> um, and then uh, my wife, my ex-wife actually, um, she uh, worked for United Airlines, so we flew around the world, and I just saw huge needs. Mm. Uh, I hate being a tourist, mm-hmm. and, but I, I didn't know it at the time, but I just went, okay, huge needs. 
Um, and I was in higher ed. Uh, Biola, I worked there for 13 years. Okay. I was a baseball coach there, and then I, I spoke for them all around the world, and I started speaking at MK, Missionary Kid uh, Schools, Papua New Guinea, hmm. I, I mean, uh, Europe, uh, um, Central America, I mean, all these different places, hmm. and love these guys and continue to see huge needs from the humanitarian point of view. Okay. Because I'm... I be- since have learned that you got to be Jesus before you tell them about Jesus. And whether it was here or abroad, were those humanitarian needs always the same, the same kind of things that you noticed? Uh, basic needs. Yeah, basic mm-hmm. needs. And it didn't affect the happiness of that person necessarily. Um, but I saw, you know, yeah, I just saw common stuff that... You know, for us, <clears throat> you know, Matt will go, Matt will, would call me up and he'd go, uh, hey, you want to go to lunch? Yeah. And he goes, uh, what do you feel like? Hmm. So I go through the Rolodex of my taste buds. <laughs> and I go, yeah, you know, Italian, Mexican, back to Mexican. Jalapenos, right? But, you know, and it dawned on me <clears throat> that the people we serve, the people that I have come to know and love, They've never asked that question, mm-hmm. and they've never been asked that question, mm-hmm. what do you feel like mm-hmm. tonight? And it just made me feel like, you know, I'm a spoiled, rotten kid. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that just uh, alerted me to the fact that there's way more than, um, and, and, you know, we pay attention to stuff. <coughs> so baseball kind of wore me out. 17 years of coaching baseball, I was just like kind of done. I, I needed something more. I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. So I started a doctoral program in intercultural studies at Biola. Okay. And then they opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. ICS just oh. opened my eyes to stuff that, and about me and about this world and how I, how I relate to it or don't and mm-hmm. how I judge it and stuff like that. So then I, then I just kind of climbed on board with that and, and uh, uh, I was at San Diego Christian College and then Mariner's Church as a men's pastor and a global pastor for Asia and fell in love with Vietnam and kind of, kind of, and then I went, I started Seven Day Hero because I just fell in love with the place. And isn't that, just stop for a minute, isn't that cool that a place that you were spo- supposed to go during the war but then were diverted by the government God had a plan for you to be there all along, like, down the road, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because would I have ever, if I had been a Vietnam vet, would I have ever gone back Mm -hmm. 27 times? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Wow. Mm -hmm. And take Vietnam vets with me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that ministry then. What what is that centered on? It sounds like Vietnam is the heart of... Of that, so yeah, it ha- yeah, it, it certainly started that way, <clears throat> and uh, you know, it was Seven Day Hero was a men's group, men's because I, being at Mariners and taking guys around the world, I saw life change in a week, mm-hmm. and I, I've never seen anything mm-hmm. like that, and I know that I'd been changed. So, um, uh, and then we came upon Vietnam, and I started Seven Day Hero, and you know, never looked back really. Okay, you know, I'm a, been a men's pastor and coach guys and more interested in you know maybe their um, spiritual life than their batting average or Mm -hmm. you know 
they can if they can pitch. But I started meeting some Vietnam vets and talking to them and a lot of pushback for guys because of PTSD 50 years later and mm. they've never got, I just, oh, oh my gosh, really? I know, I met some guys, they'll drive the 405, but there's so, so much PTSD that they wouldn't even turn onto Brookhurst, Magnolia, or Beach because it was too much for them wow. 50 years later. Wow. Because of signage, business uh, signs, like in Vietnamese? In their mind, they thought it was Vietnam again. Hmm. So, um, but we've taken guys back. I've t- I, t- I took a group and we went back and met um, Viet Cong hmm. that fought against them at the same time. Wow. The top four guys of their VA I know wow. and have met. And I don't really talk much about that, especially in the Vietnamese community, because they'll look at me and go. Mm-hmm. But um, I looked at it as an opportunity to share Christ with those guys. So, okay. if not me, who? Mm-hmm. 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 So um, we've done that. I, I mean, guys have had uh, change of life, uh, and if the guy's life has changed, and if he's found healing through all that, then his family's life has changed. Sure. It just trickles down, right? Sure. No matter what, whether it's Vietnam mm-hmm. or anything. So it was uh, pretty amazing to see that and to watch that and want more of that. And so now we're taking, we are inviting Iraqi and Afghanistan vets to go with us back to Vietnam. They can't go to their uh, battlegrounds, but mm-hmm. they can go to a, a prior. Mm-hmm. And then I got some vet, uh, Vietnam vets that have been with me and not they then we'll talk to those guys. Mm-hmm. So it gives them a purpose and a reason and feel good about themselves as yeah. they mm-hmm. help these guys out. Mm-hmm. So when you are in country, what does the trip look like? Mm-hmm. What What's the intent? What's mm-hmm. the focus? What are the activities? Well, we feel like giving back. Um, so they're serving. And uh, we do, we've done over 6,000 eye surgeries, so I raise the money. um, And they go and greet the patients. So 70 Heroes has been a ministry of presence, Mm -hmm. and we just love on the people. And sometimes that's paying for stuff. And we do a leprosy uh, community in Saigon, which has, like, been my youth group forever. Mm -hmm. Love those guys and Mm -hmm. a lot of stories about that. And then... um, um, and then we go and we do some orphanages in some of the poorer areas. Huang Nam province, which was the third hardest hit, uh, or Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. So they still, that still is, you know. Um, issue, yeah. yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. uh, it has uh, a shelf life, a half, half of a shelf mm-hmm. life, which, or whatever that's Half-life. called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and that's a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so it's, it's, you know, through breast milk and through the water table. It, and it just I've seen kids I've seen kids chained mm-hmm. uh, in their houses mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of mm-hmm. mental and physical stuff so we wow. do an orphanage there that the moms of that are the caregivers of these kids will bring them to the orphanage and you know we take care of them too and love mm-hmm. on them and and more about the caregivers mm-hmm. um, the leprosy center always take care of the caregivers caregivers because they're the ones that are lost nobody nobody remembers them they just remember the patients right right so um and and i've seen just it's a win-win for the people we serve and the people who go so of of the typical group 
What size group do you normally bring? I've taken as many as over 30. We've taken a bunch of um, uh, nursing students from UC Irvine that were up phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just amazingly great. And I've taken, you know, six, eight, ten. Okay. And as far as sort of the, the impact of the trip on the people who go, um, is it is it is everyone affected? Is it is do you see results or influence or change or life impact kind of across the board? Well, you know, they, they talk about it. And, and every night we'll get together or in the morning we'll talk about what they saw mm-hmm. and let them dialogue about that, mm-hmm. um, especially the Vietnam vets. Uh-huh. I, I sat at a breakfast table <clears throat> the first uh, the first morning that we were in country. I was with a Vietnam vet and. We look out the window and there is a current Vietnam that Vietnam flag flying. Mm-hmm. He goes, "I fought here and my buddies died, so that flag would never fly here." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I stood with another guy in the uh, who during the uh, as a Marine during the Tet Offensive, standing on a bridge, telling me his story mm-hmm. on the same bridge when he's eighteen. Now he's like seventy two or three. Wow. Just tears yeah. just come. Letting guys tell their stories that they weren't allowed to tell when mm-hmm. they came home, right? Or wouldn't tell. So, mm-hmm. um, it's really just being a pastor. <laughs> Something Brandon and I have talked about, or I've heard him tell me, is too, is that there's significance about territories and land and spots too. So, even like some of those guys probably wouldn't open up here, but when they're on that very bridge, oh yeah. Or, they see the flag mm-hmm. in country that probably just changes their memory, or mm-hmm. you know, drains up memories that sure. they haven't had. And, no, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and they and they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I've only done this once, but I had a bunch of Vietnam vets, and we're in uh, Da Nang. And that's um, and that was where um, most of the Marines were stationed. And so it's it's our last night, and we're just talking. And I go, okay, and every night. We would just really encourage those guys to talk and then just bring that to a spiritual point of view. Because mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a Christian or not, you, come, you can come with me. Mm-hmm. I might need to check your, you know, your, your med record. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and I had gone to the, their maintenance and got a shovel. And we're right on the beach. And I go, what are you going to leave in Vietnam? What, what is in your back pocket that has haunted you mm-hmm. for all these years? Mm-hmm. Tonight you can go and bury that. Mm-hmm. They all did that. Wow, grown men. Yeah, yeah. Some guys buried money in there. Wow. Um, they some guys have put the past, put some pictures in there, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I mean I had no idea the impact that. Yeah, had. It must be powerful so stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. We try to do, and it changes every mm-hmm. trip. This wow. depends on who's there. Okay. So that is your, your current, um, I would say, occupation, but how you currently spend your time. This is your your passion project. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's Prior segue. to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's everybody. Yeah. Parentheses. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's talk about what I had, the story I had heard from, from Matt, and that is something that's happening here locally. And it started with you driving by and noticing migrant workers working in the agricultural fields. Would you tell us that story? Yeah. 
well, about f- almost four years ago, I was on, I'm on my motorcycle, and I'm across Bake and the Five where they have these huge strawberry fields. I just mm-hmm. came to them and stopped, and I went, wow, what can we do here? You know, there's no nobody's picking. It's all green. It seems mature, you know. What can we do? And I, ah, I'm a busy guy. You know, I couldn't figure it out. So then after COVID hits, I can't go anywhere. I'm canceling trips like crazy. Mm-hmm. I only get paid. I set this up so that I would only get paid if we do trips. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so um, I, have a, I have a case of water in the back of my car, and I'm going down Jeffrey, and I'm looking, and I see guys picking. I could have gone right yeah. instead of left to get in there, yeah. but I, I, turn, I, I can't tell you yeah. why I did, but I did. For those of you just listening to, Jerry's doing a great visual of turning the steering wheel. <laughs> And that's literally, like, you could see the anguish and, like, oh, oh what yeah. should I do? Yeah, do I go right? I'm not sure. And, and um, so I uh, I went in there. I got the water, and I found the jefe. <laughs> I said, hey, hi, my name's Jerry. Could you guys use some bottled water? He goes, oh, yeah, we could. And uh, that was about 20 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I heard him, someone asked him, well, how do you know Jerry? You know, and he goes, well, Jerry, Jerry came one day, and he never left. <laughs> I go, is that good or bad? <laughs> so I, I, I fell in love with a culture I, I knew nothing about. Okay. I, um, I, uh, but the more I dug in there, the more I just, there's another youth group mm-hmm. that you fall in love with and yeah. just, you know, what can I do here? Mm-hmm. So I'm always continuously thinking, what can I do here? So then I'm doing Jaritos, which is the Mexican soda, mm-hmm. the orange, the pineapple, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so the second time I was there, I'd, I figured that out. And they're going from one field to another, so I'm just going like this as they're going by from the back of my 1986 white pickup truck. I, I've driven for 34 years, you know, just doing this. <clears throat> and they were so appreciative and so respectful and so amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I went, okay, when do you guys have lunch? <laughs> mm-hmm. So then, then I'd go to... Um, Jalapenos or someplace, and buy street tacos, and bring those. Mm-hmm. and And I felt inadequate because I'm there about six weeks, and I don't speak Spanish. You know, even though I took it in high school, um, just know a few words. But they got a gringo serving them, which they've never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, uh, out of out of out of nowhere, I just thought of a buddy of mine who is a pastor, uh, born in Mexico, uh, fluent, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, pastors a small church in Santa Ana. So I called him up. And I go, Francisco, um, I don't know what you do on Saturdays, but blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you're a gift from God. I'll be there. <laughs> They've never left. He brings his whole family. Yeah. They cook. We do, I mean, just really fun things with them. We have gift cards, and we do a mm. raffle. And, you oh. know, we bring um, not just food, but we bring, um, there's uh, there's one lady with a five-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. So we take care of Pampers and, yeah. and uh, Infamil. Yeah. And... Um, there's one lady there that has nine kids, and she's picking. Wow. So let's let's take a moment to to understand and unpack who this people group is. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is typically, and there's always exceptions, but typically, migrant workforce mm-hmm. um, is 
is really at the bottom of the food chain mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to work. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're in California. So this is, this is lower than janitors mm-hmm. who are cleaning toilets. Mm-hmm. And I've done that work, so I, I know what it feels like. Um, I have also done agricultural field work, um, not at their level by any stretch, but I understand firsthand the hard work that it is. It is, biblically speaking, it's probably the most noble Mm -hmm. of work. Mm -hmm. They are fulfilling the original mandate to Mm -hmm. cultivate the earth. To be, you know, good stewards, to um, mm-hmm. to be fruitful, to multiply. They are putting that into practice, whether they feel they have a choice or not. Mm-hmm. They are implementing the original mandate from God. Wow. But in a, in a social and professional hierarchy, that is valued less than anything else mm-hmm. for some reason. So, uh, so that's the the work reality, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's backbreaking work. It is bent over. Yep. At the ways yep. and all day long. All day. Um, as far as, um, like, from an immigration perspective, they are non-resident. They typically have a special visa that allows them to come in a large batch to the U.S. Mm-hmm. for a contracted growing season, mm-hmm. typically nine months from what I recall. Mm-hmm. Um they're on the bus and then they're gone, mm-hmm. and they tend to travel around to different farms as they each successively have crops that need to be harvested. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys um, have been a lot of these guys have worked that same farm yeah. for twenty years, and they have a couple months off. That's mm-hmm. about it. They look for other work. That's what I've been told. So they're. Uh, so this is not part of the the traveling circuit. No, they, it okay. isn't. It, it, it isn't. Now, um, that tends to be. I'm learning, like in the state of Washington, we're we're taking our model to the state of Washington, and they've got workers because of the weather. Mm-hmm. It's in season out. So here they can grow stuff year round. Mm-hmm. So um, these guys are pretty busy. But if the squash price of squash goes down which happened about a month ago, then the farmer goes, okay, I'm paying these guys and we're not going to even, I can't even pay them. So he lets them die on the vine and give these guys the week off. Hmm. Interesting. Is that crazy? That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. And so they have no income, nothing for a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think maybe they know that's coming, but I'd never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. But mostly uh, they all know each other. Um, they've been doing it together for a really long time. They live locally. Okay. Different cities. All right. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're not quite that group of people that is a seasonal picker. Okay. Um, they've been here a long time. Okay. So what is response like? Um, do do you get to have um, connections? I, I know conversation is is challenging, but if they're on the job. Is this just like a passing transaction, or what is? how does that unfold? Well, I think it's more than that. We have deep uh, conversations through um, my buddy Francisco, that's the pastor. Mm-hmm. So that transitioned us into spiritual deep things. And he had me tell the story of Jonah. Mm-hmm. And this one lady goes through him and translating it, I've never heard that story before. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never met anyone that had never heard of Jonah's story. Mm-hmm. But I think she related to Jonah saying no to God and going her, his own way, and mm-hmm. her maybe going her own mm-hmm. way. Her name is Gloria. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so it was pretty amazing, you know, uh, for that. Um, we we do have deep conversations. We remind them, just like everyone needs to be reminded that God loves you. He knows your name. Mm-hmm. He hasn't forgot about you. Mm-hmm. And our, my goal is to make invisible people visible. Mm-hmm. Whatever that takes. And so it, it's changed as we've gone along, I think, mm-hmm. as I've looked at ways in which we can uh, love on these people and make it sustainable. So we're not just here and then and then gone. Yeah. The Hefe uh, told us um, a, a few weeks ago that these people were very unhappy before we came. Mm-hmm. And now they're like really happy. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. To really love on people doesn't take much money. Well, you know, it's probably 250 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. But you're dealing with about 30 people off and on and uh, changing their view of maybe America, but God and, mm-hmm. and gringos. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, it's amazing. What you're really describing is, is, is demonstrating or showing a person dignity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and you know, for all the conversations Respect. that we have around this this microphone, we we tend to center mostly on on showing the dignity of creation, the dignity mm-hmm. of nature, because mm-hmm. that's kind of our, our pocket here. Mm-hmm. But to me, that is what I hear. It's it's twofold. You have a group of people who is is honoring the earth, and they're they're stewarding mm-hmm. it, they're cultivating it, mm-hmm. they're making it grow, making it fruitful. And that's showing a dignity that they are providing to the earth. Mm-hmm. But then you are, in turn, also showing a dignity to them yep. that you see them. You yeah. see them, first and foremost. Yeah. You see them. Um, and second, you are showing them the dignity of of viewing them as something greater than a, a demographic mm-hmm. to be debated over mm-hmm. politically. Yeah. And beyond that, the dignity of... Of getting to know them, and a smile, and eye contact, and a name, a name. They know your name. You yeah. know their name. Yeah. Wow. Huge. That's remarkable. I I was driving my truck, my white truck, and down the lane next to the crops, and they saw me. They stood up and waved. Mm. I went, oh my gosh. Mm. That's special. That that'll just that'll make you cry in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because. And they they truly respond well mm. and loving, mm-hmm. hug you. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. they have made lunch for us twice mm-hmm. because they so yeah. appreciate. Yeah. In talking with with the guys about their schedule, that they're working seven days a week, and a lot of these folks have started uh, at like age fifteen. Is that that sound about right as as far as an average? Some even younger. Some even younger. How, how young? Well, 12. This one girl told me she's been picking there since she's 12 and she's 57. Wow. Wow. So I, I know uh, in talking with, with our chiropractor who has worked uh, with some of these um, advocacy groups that, do the, that work with migrants, um, migrant workers, that... When you start working that hard at that age, that your body ages, mm-hmm. just it's faster. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. by the time yeah. you're you're fifty, you're not fifty. 
you know, you're you're 20 years beyond that. Um, just because of how early you get started doing doing that kind of work, that heavy labor. So there's a physical toll to it as well. Uh, there is. And uh, when you look at that, those people, you're just going, oh, my gosh, I, I have no idea how old they are. Mm. Um, and by the way, we bring out chiropractors. Awesome. And they put up a tent, brings out a portable table. <laughs> and, and adjust them. At first, they said, no, 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 a couple yeah. did. Then uh, the the Hefe and a couple other guys did. And so the next time I brought a chiropractor out, they all stood in line because they heard That's how great fantastic. it is. <laughs> I love that. We brought dentists out, too. Wow. Because a lot of Joritos and, you know, yeah. and Mexican Coke, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is really potent. Potent. <laughs> so um, we're, we're taking them to the, the dentist. They're being treated like real people. Yeah, and they're loving it, and it's amazing. I would think fun. that what you're you're doing. I mean, we've talked a lot about dignity, but that almost communicates gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, we appreciate what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Matt, you were also talking about uh, offline. You were talking about um, cover crops and how mm-hmm. they how they land let the land rest. Why don't you mm-hmm. share a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean. I don't know anything, but just as when I was having conversations in the field, talking about strawberries most of the time, but then squash mm-hmm. at times. And then there's also, I think, a third vegetable. Be- beans. Beans mm-hmm. to help the, is it when strawberry season's over or to replenish oh, the no, soil. Oh, no, they did both beans and uh, near the end of strawberry season. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. just even something that hit me was like, wow. And I'm not saying there's a bad guy in any of this, but like, wow, the fields get to rest, but the people don't. And so that <laughs> yeah. was really hitting me. Yeah. And that's not to implicate the owners of the fields or just making a business, but it's, but just the idea of, again, of noticing things that no one else notices. Right. That really hit me that day. Mm-hmm. Right. We're trying to, you know, um, do something special with them on Thanksgiving, uh, like a turkey, and we're trying to, and, uh, um, and a gift card, $100 gift card. Mm. someplace and uh, you know a, a Christmas tree at Christmas and another gift card um, so they can share with their families and so they you know just basic things that will make their holidays special mm-hmm. and we, we won't go away mm-hmm. they won't go hey where's Jerry <laughs> <You know? laughs> or right. Francisco or right. whoever mm-hmm. and, and we've had people go with, we have people go with us and they just keep coming back mm-hmm. And uh, last week, we outnumbered the people that we were serving. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I got to feed you, too. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. People hear about and want to just, they want to play. Because it's easy, maybe, but it's significant. Yeah. And what, and I suppose not that it matters, but what are the types of people that are wanting to join you, wanting to be part of this? Mm-hmm. Well, um, a number of them have been on trips with me around the world. Okay. Like we'll go to, um, I'll do a Holy Land trip, mm-hmm. Israel trip, but then we, we stop into the West Bank and feed Palestinian uh, widows and orphans. Mm-hmm. So they know that, you know, we don't, we're, we're just not tourists in different yep. places. And so once they got a taste of that, they go, I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So there are peop- mostly uh, people like that. Uh, Matt, um, who I've had a great relationship for a long time, mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, has a heart for, obviously, um, with global outreach and all that. And uh, and some pastors I know that are looking for something because they can't t- go around the world anymore right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, 
just people that want to make a difference, I think. And I think a lot of people want to make a difference. They just don't know how. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not yeah. sure how to turn that wheel to go in wow. or not because they don't know anybody. Wow. And, you know, I'm just foolish enough to... <laughs> Crazy enough to say yes. <laughs> okay. You know. Uh, <clears throat> so you have to abandon yeah. some of your own dignity yeah. in a way and just and go right to give them. dignity to others. Give. Wow. Yeah, that's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's not that difficult to do. People are changed. Lives are changed. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a church service for them uh, coming up and, and their families. And Francis, my friend Francisco, it, because he speaks Spanish, is going into the homes. So we're finding out what the mm-hmm. real needs are here. So we're doing shoes and just different mm-hmm. things that people mm-hmm. need and don't have. Are they mostly concentrated in Santa Ana area? <clears throat> no. All over. Okay. All over. And I think big families living together. Okay. Wow. So the, the political part of that, too, is, you know, I've heard some, from some people that go, um, you know, they don't like illegals mm-hmm. as if they didn't have a heart and soul and right. they didn't, have, they didn't you know, raise their hand to be an illegal. They right. didn't <laughs> sign up for that. It just, right. and, you know, they're taking jobs away from Oh really? All those agricultural jobs, picking <laughs> potatoes, and that's right. Yeah. You don't have a job. I can find you a job in the fields. Yeah, and you can become my field friend too. Yeah, and nobody signs up for that. Yeah, amazing. So, um, well, and and I think this is this is really a remarkable um, example of what we see as far as the heart of God throughout the Old Testament, mm-hmm. uh, repeatedly. Um, specifically calling out or making provision for the the foreigner, mm-hmm. the alien, the person who's displaced. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't categorize any specific locations they're from. It just that's his heart is for the person who's marginalized because they don't belong. And so, you know, making provisions for um, for gleaning the fields, mm-hmm. um, making uh, even taking the the children of Israel to task over mistreating mm-hmm. visitors mm-hmm. And, and aliens. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that, that I believe is very much near and dear to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Brandon, what did you say? Uh, margins? Marginal. Mm-hmm. Uh, marginal. Yeah. yeah. In the Christian faith, there is no marginals. Mm-hmm. It can't be. And Jesus had, he didn't push people away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he went right after him. But what if you don't agree with them politically? <laughs> well, let's shut the door. Let's go home. <laughs> uh, crazy yeah, that yeah. we would allow politics to has no business in what we do. Right. None at all. And we might have a bent on a certain thing, but okay. But that has no business here. Yeah. We are loving people as much as we can because we know it can produce life change. Yeah. Well, one thing that that. I think is a an, an intangible coming out of your story is um, and, and maybe a bit inferred, um, but those are the kind of things that I, I like and, and pick up on is is really this permission. Mm-hmm. You're 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 giving people permission <clears throat> to do something that um, we talk about doing hard things. We talk about going outside of your comfort zone, but but this is is. Is almost a different category in my perspective because it is kind of in, in within the debate of, mm. of politics and um, mm-hmm. 
and I think that people, I think people in general, but in our conversation, Christians could use some permissions mm-hmm. to think beyond the box. Yeah, whatever box they're in, if it's if it's uh, political or theological or, or whatever, some of these things that that to just ask the question: How would Jesus approach this situation? Um, what what are God's priorities and are we looking at the the story of scripture as a whole the story of the bible as a whole the story of god as a whole or are we taking one scripture and making that our our one <laughs> where we plant our flag and mm-hmm. we're not going to you know it supports the viewpoint that we want and so therefore we don't deviate from it mm-hmm. and in a in a situation like this <coughs> i think it's very clear that that the scriptures show God's care and love. Absolutely. Um, of course, for for people in general, but in this very specific context, for the displaced mm-hmm. and somebody far from home and somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't have the resources to take care of themselves, um, it's it's pretty specific. Yeah, and they're easy. They are so yeah. happy. Matt's been there. He's seen it. He's seen just the response of these people, and they um, you can't beat them. And if you like strawberries, then you'll really love strawberry pickers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Kind of a note on that, too. Um, I think I went three Saturdays ago. Just my first time, only time I went. But um, I've had strawberries three or four times since then, and it's changed even how I view eating that piece of fruit, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's not just a piece of fruit for mm-hmm. me. It's been, there's actually a person behind mm-hmm. it thinking, wow, somebody literally picked this strawberry that I'm now enjoying mm-hmm. and even opportunity to even think through, okay, how can I pray for that unknown person to me, but God knows them by name. Yeah. So that's even, it's like drawn my heart to the heart of God Wow. just by simply eating <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. in that way. It's wow. something I'd never thought about three okay. weeks before. Yeah. Um, and then the other kind of side note of that is it's really popular now, farm to table. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like, wow, our foods, you know, you go to restaurants here in Orange County, nicer restaurants, and they'll say, you know, this was cultivated from this farm in Irvine and, ooh, cool, or this <laughs> fish was from Alaska. Like we want to know where our things are from, yeah. which I think is actually great. Yeah. Um, but now to even have a bigger idea of like, yeah, there's a person mm-hmm. behind the farm to the table. It's not just on my plate. Makes it more That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. So that was a byproduct. I wasn't even wow. thinking of picking that, you know, that wasn't a lesson I was wanting or even thinking I needed to learn three weeks ago. Wow. But, wow. And that's that's the point that when people come, they see things differently and they experience it differently. Mm-hmm. And to hear your story, Matt, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what you're talking about, Matt, is, is not elevating the place it's from. Oh, this is from Mendocino. <laughs> More importantly, this is from Gloria and Jose, who worked tirelessly to bring this to market and to sustain you. Mm -hmm. Love it. (laughs) Well, our our emphasis typically is is on, you know, on creation, on environmental stewardship. Um, But I realize that for a lot of folks, their their heartstrings are more drawn toward um, toward helping people. And um, that's a wonderful thing. So this, to me, seems like a great way to accomplish both. Mm-hmm. You know, one is the, the, the environment, the, uh, the earth, um, showing a dignity. That's a byproduct. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a product. 
it is still an outcome of, of a person who might be moved by this story, moved by what you're doing, Jerry, wants to get involved or wants to do something similar in their own hometown and doesn't really need a nonprofit, doesn't really need like mm-hmm. an office, a special team. Like if you have some waters in the back of your car, <laughs> apparently that works. That's a good place to start. <laughs> you know, Brandon, what I loved about what you said, I'm going to use this uh, next Saturday, but just the dignity of what they do, honoring God. Yeah. Okay. Oh they. So if we can elevate them and what they do. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just and then to bring God into that, and mm-hmm. it's all true. So, uh, if you don't mind, oh absolutely, <laughs> I'm going to use it. that. That's a great. That's a great thing for I them. Believe it for all of. Well, thank you so much, Jerry. This has been a fun conversation. This has been inspiring. Um, you got some really uh, exciting things going on, mm-hmm. and some some daring things going on. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's really really thanks, great Brandy. to hear a story. Great to meet you. And thank you. Same here. Yeah. With us today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My honor. Very good, Matt. Thank you for being with us as well. I Always hope I was an you. adequate co-host for you. <laughs> <laughs> you were the best co-host. <laughs> thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Forgotten Ways podcast with Brandon Scott Elrod. To find out more, visit forgottenways.org. Join us next time as we once again explore what it can look like to love God and respect the earth, beginning with our own heads, hearts, and homes.